right? So I was making complimentary shirts. That was kind of the trade, right? Like, hey, we'll give you a cool corner spot and all the press and affiliation and everything. And and so I just sewed for like three days straight. (laughs) On today's episode of Rise, Ground, Repeat, we talked to Quinn from Cumulative. Talk about how he's gone from growing to scaling his clothing brand. See how he did it and dive right in. Quinn, thank you so much for joining on another episode of Rise, Grind, Repeat. I think this is a a long time coming. You know, it's funny because joined in on a podcast with you that you did with Finding Arizona. And it was that's that's when I was trying to get educated and figure out what is all this podcast stuff. And from that, learned a lot. And now it's it's kind of kind of grown. And so it's kind of fun to to see how it's evolved and and how you've grown since then. But, um, you know, before we get into too deep, would love for you to kind of introduce who you are and, and what your your company is. Cool. Uh, yeah, my name's Quinlan Wilhite, and I run a cut and sew lifestyle streetwear brand out of Tucson, Arizona called Cumulative. Uh, so Q-M-U-L-A-T-I-V-E. And um, yeah, my grandma taught me how to sew like six or seven years ago in the basics and kind of sent me on my way. And mm-hmm. I took a couple classes and uh, and ended up winning Phoenix Fashion Week, uh, their lifestyle emerging designer category uh, fall 2017. And so I was kind of their guy for all yeah. of 2018, but it's been a fun run. It's, it's awesome to be doing it full time and growing and, and we'll get into kind of what I've been up to recently, but, um, yeah, just having a blast, That's learned cool. how to sew and then took it all the way to the top. And when, when did you start the company? Um, I've probably had the brand name since like 2009, 2010. And that was more um, just an online feed. So everything mm-hmm. I was interested in, whether it be hip hop or cars or skateboarding. Um, and so I was just back then I was just sharing just cool <laughs> stuff that I came across. Right. Like yeah. a cool like, I don't know, skateboarding edit out of Europe or something. So nothing really. Uh, that was just how it, what I branded it with was the name cumulative. Yeah. But it kind of makes sense for everything that I covered. Uh, but yeah, so 2010 brand name and then product since like 2013 Wow! and then really taking it seriously since we met. So the past three years. And, uh, it, were you working full time then on the brand or were you, were you still, uh, um, no, I was definitely still, you know, up until 2000, maybe 16. Yeah. I was doing part-time restaurant work or bartending, whatever it was. Um, but yeah, wanted to give it a good go and, and really cool. go all in. So, you know, a little little sketch there in the beginning, just <laughs> making everything meet. But, you know, just like whatever it was, right? Just like yep. putting all putting most of the money back into the brand, living at home, like whatever it took. Yeah. And and now it's uh, it's rad to be doing it full time and and giving it what I should give it. Right. Yep. So no, that's cool. So at what point what was it that it was just like the realization came that's like, all right, I'm doing this. I, I'm going full time. And, yeah. you know, what was that process like? Emotionally, because it is a lot to make that jump, and this is my only source of income, and got to make it make it work. Um, So yeah, I'm wearing one right now, but the Arizona Pocket Tees have always. I mean, that's probably my. That's definitely my signature product. Mm -hmm. So yeah, just having really good booths and and consistent farmers markets, and you never know, right? Because then I kind of got out of the farmers markets because I literally just had like a slow, I don't know, three or four weeks. Yeah, it could have been anything, uh, snowbirds or too hot or whatever. Um, but yeah, just, just went for it. Like saw the traction, obviously always been confident, you know, and what I'm putting out. 
Um, you know, I, I refined and polished my sewing, right? Mm -hmm. Like the, the pockets weren't falling off after the, <laughs> after the fourth wash, but, um, just, just went for it, you know, like didn't even have a huge cushion money wise, but, yeah. uh, like I mentioned, you know, was, was living at home and, and really wanted to, to make it to make it work. And in that situation, you, uh, you know, you have to make it work. Exactly. Right? No guarantees, but, uh, just figuring it out, you know, yeah. moving more and more product and figuring out custom fabric and bigger quantity orders. And, yeah. uh, so yeah, that's probably 2016 and then just growing ever since then. Yeah. So, I mean, right after that, I mean, Phoenix fashion week, you were, you were part of that. And so it seems like you made the jump and very quickly you're, you're, uh, gaining a ton of traction. I mean, what, what was that like? And I guess, can you explain more? Yeah. So I had done Tucson fashion week, 2014, 15, 16, and taken a couple classes at Pima, uh, mm -hmm. the community college down there. So just, again, just learning. These were classes that I, it was stuff that I obviously wanted to learn and, and ended up being uh, just really beneficial as far as like just uh, I mean the example is flat pattern making so just knowing how a garment goes together and all that and like yep. textiles what's gonna work on a corner or something what's gonna wash weird so just learning all that um, and then yeah like literally the I had one sample garment that I made from scratch which was cool it took too long but that's how you learn yeah and so that's what I you know I applied for Phoenix for Phoenix Fashion Week probably spring seventeen and literally submitted like this kind of crazy combo um you know it was like polka dots with maybe like a wood grain it was insane uh it looked cool uh, it was a baseball shirt so uh, it was a like three-quarter sleeve baseball shirt that i made at pima and so yeah i applied and sent that in and got in so i think like two or three hundred designers apply wow i got into a group of 15 and then ended up winning my category of five so i was in the lifestyle category so it was um maybe kind of like uh swimwear another streetwear maybe festival wear mm -hmm. if that's it's kind of hard to explain stretchy vibrant <laughs> yeah and then and then me so yeah that's cool and what uh did it have uh impact on on the business yeah absolutely so we learned the so yeah summer 17 and we learned the business side of fashion mm -hmm. and it was definitely accelerated uh i still go through that binder quite <laughs> a bit um so yeah everything's like being ready to pitch if and when that's the case um dress trade, you know, protecting your, your ideas. It's a little different. It's a little, it's a little less black and white than like, uh, maybe developing an app or something. Yeah. Right. Um, but yeah, we, we learned it all and, and everything was, uh, on a point system. So that's kind of interesting. I, I remember that them telling us that day one, like yeah. more or less like your, your, you winning is, is, is all calculated, you yeah. know, which I thought it was yeah. weird, but you know, we all had something like we all had a good appeal or aesthetic or products to get in. And then it was just polishing that. But yeah, so a lot of, uh, again, back to the point system. So we had homework every week and it was, it was gnarly. <laughs> and, and then obviously, you know, uh, uh, some chunk of, of the win was based on, you know, our final performance, yeah. our, our final runway show. But yeah, so just, I mean, I'm still soaking it all in, learning it all, uh, and and I'm super proud of where I'm at. But um, yeah, we we learned everything: pitching, margins, working yeah. with the models, photo shoots, and stuff. So it's cool. Yeah, definitely learned a lot. And I mean, you had that that probably helped you get out there a bit, get the brand out there. Uh, you mentioned farmers markets. Um, I mean, what all have you done to get to the point to where you're at now, to where you could do it full time, and um, have you kind of gotten the brand out there? Yeah. Uh, again, so Phoenix Fashion Week was pivotal, just learning mm -hmm. business side of fashion. And then I'm, I'm still obviously implementing all that stuff. And, and like I mentioned in the intro, I was their guy for 2000, all of 2018. So they were 
it was part of like the prize package, right? As far as um, just business development. But yeah, I started in the farmer's markets and just, we did a hat that did really well. Um, just pushing, 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 trying to do bigger quantities, trying new stuff, right? Like a women's crop top or a tank or a long sleeve. It kind of yeah. gets cold here in like yeah. February, but uh, just just running, running it. Um, and then uh, I use, uh, I happen to just use next level blanks, mm -hmm. still do. Um, and so they, someone reached out on Instagram and they're like, Hey, we love what you do with the shirts. If you can come to, or if you can get to Vegas for, um, it's magic yeah. market week, magic trade show. We were in kind of like the indie streetwear one, which was called pool, but they're like, Hey, if you can get to Vegas, we'll, we'll cover the rest. Right. Mm -hmm. So, you know, get to Vegas and, and line up your hotel, but we'll comp the booth and, and give you this awesome opportunity so yeah. yeah i did like five or six in a row they're they're twice a year like a spring fall and uh just sewing the pocket tees live we just did a rectangle it was quicker and we weren't in arizona obviously but um just awesome opportunities like that and uh so it's cool to be able to work with you know a pretty big money company yeah. and and be on a first name basis um, that's really cool yeah so that's kind of a hop skip and a jump but just just being super consistent right trying mm -hmm. new stuff um i'll make like i've i've made everything from aprons to bow ties <laughs> to these little pouches maybe we can talk about the masks in a minute but um just going going yeah. full speed and and soaking it all in and and kind of leveraging opportunities and just shaking hands right yep. like it, like you mentioned a minute ago it's been kind of too long since since we linked <laughs> up but just staying on everyone's radar right yeah. and being consistent so no i love it and uh um so from that we can kind of fast forward i mean it's uh you've been growing the brand and then covid hits what uh how has that really impacted your business um yeah kind of I thought it was, I was like two weeks late to the mask game or uh -huh. at least, you know, people were hitting me up and, yeah. and so, yeah, it started for, for friends and family, right. Just keeping them safer and healthier. Yeah. And then, uh, uh, again, just pushing numbers, putting out, putting, you know, trying to line up like wholesale stuff or, or, yeah. or bulk orders or try to figure out, uh, it was tricky cause uh, stuff was taking longer, right. Distribution or custom fabric both, uh, or what I had to deal with, but, um, and then got some awesome press, uh, just at like four or five weeks ago. So the Arizona daily star posted about who locally in Tucson was making yeah. masks. So that was digital and print. And then, uh, Senator cinema, um, she retweeted, I think that. Oh, link. wow. Really? Yeah. So, uh, that was awesome. Yeah. One of those things is like, you get congrats about uh -huh. something and you don't even, you hadn't even seen it yeah. yet. But uh, yeah, so the Arizona Daily Star was was rad. Um, took a while to to kind of keep up. Um, my seamstresses were busy making their own commission masks <laughs> yep. and just or other projects that were kind of already in the queue. Mm -hmm. uh, so yeah, my masks were, were all me. Um, that's another thing, you know, we can get into just scaling. But uh, so yeah, uh, I think it was posted like July 11th and then it took, you know, probably close to a month to just not get caught up, but just stay on wow. top of everything. Wow. Right. Cause even, even orders aren't one order doesn't necessarily mean one mask, right. It could yep. be, could be six and a shirt and a pouch. Some of these things I'm like, how do they find these? <laughs> They're like, I haven't made one of those in a while, but, yeah. uh, yeah. So the masks, masks have been good, you know, tweaking that, that, that silhouette and, um, and we're doing a buy one, give one. So I kind of, I'll let the orders accumulate and then I'll donate. I'd rather donate 50 at, at a time or something, not like three here yeah. or four there. But uh, yeah, really cool project and some great press and, 
And even down in Tucson, like opening people's eyes to my brand, you know, what else I do, right? They might've seen the shirts, but never put two and two together. Um, But yeah, it was a, it was a cool pivot and it was out of necessity and I, I'm happy to help and those are still going strong. So it's cool. No, it sounds like you're always coming up with new products and new designs and and everything like that. How do you, I guess, find the inspiration? Um, I mean, I, I'm a huge fan of looking back and looking at data, what's selling, what's, what's, what's trending, all that type of stuff. But I mean, how do you go about that process and figure out if it's a, if it's a win or. Yeah. Um, yeah. I mean, I obviously in the digital age, you could just get really good feedback really quick. And so yeah, with the tangible product and knowing at least as much as I know now, like it's cool to just mock up a sample or try something new, like an actual physical sample and like, or try a new colorway or something mm-hmm. and literally just post it even on an Instagram story. Right. And, and get feedback. I feel like, you know, the customer's going to give you a lot of what, you need to know, right? Yeah. And know like, I mean, no one's even doing anyone any favors, right? It's just like, just be honest. Yeah. So it's cool to be able to mock stuff up. Um, and then back to where this all started as the blog, the online feed. So just staying true to my roots, right? Rather, whether it be uh, literally to do with or inspired by, right? The car scene, skateboarding, hip hop, yeah. art, more so street art and murals and stuff. I'm a huge fan of architecture. I don't know a whole, whole lot about it, but it's, it's interesting and intriguing to me. So trying to loop those things or always keep those at the core of my brand. Um, but just, just trying new stuff, you know, either with feedback or if, if someone asks you, you know, maybe this is an example, right? If I get, if five people over the course of whatever time ask like, Hey man, like uh, California pocket might be cool, right? It's flat, flat top could work. Mm-hmm. Right. Just stuff like that. Sometimes uh, I'm always writing down notes, you know, so just yeah. just a blend of, you know, that was kind of long winded, but just a blend of uh, staying true to my brand, obviously, and just, you know, keeping a keeping a ear to the streets. Yeah. But um, rolling with it. Yeah. No. And that, I mean, that's what it looks like the staying true to your brand. And I think that's so, so powerful. And I think, uh, you know, everyone's kind of being tested right now with that. I mean, how how have you define that i mean what was that process like to define who your brand is or what the brand is what it stands for and you know what i mean yeah um so back to the curriculum from 2017 Mm -hmm. going through the emerging designer program uh, through fashion week um yeah just really defining your customer and starting there i just mentioned kind of the or what inspires cumulative um but yeah just like we narrowed that all the way down so i think the the example that i ended up at least moving forward with, cause that summer was pretty condensed, Yeah. but you know, maybe, uh, a, like super specific. So 24 male, uh, let's say a communications major mm-hmm. interested in maybe some similar stuff that my brand embodies, but, uh, I don't know, you know, festivals, craft coffee, yeah. uh, you know, like really, yeah. really narrowing that down. But, um, yeah, just, uh, and I mean, how, what was that process like? Cause it's, uh, talk to so many, I mean, for what we do, it's you produce content for um, a persona or an audience or your your customer. But it's amazing how many people don't really have that nailed down. Like you just mentioned, the age, the demo, household income, their interests, all that type of stuff. And right. so, how what how how was that process? What what did you do to figure that out? Um, I mean, obviously based it a little bit off you know me, and so maybe maybe I picked the age twenty four because uh, that was ballpark my age when I kind of yeah. really started taking this seriously and, and doing and putting out my own product and content. Um, but yeah, I mean, just, just what, what resonates with the people and then yeah. what, what 
who I could see wearing the brand. Yeah. A lot of this is like pretty, pretty straightforward, but also you just mentioned it's like, sometimes it gets overlooked or sometimes it's, you're, you're obviously skewed or biased because yeah. you're like, well, I like it. Right. Yeah. But, um, you know, the pocket tees have a pretty wide range. You know, I've made little onesies I've made, you know, I've That's got, cool. you know, a handful of my buddies, parents, you know, are always, always uh, happy to support. Yeah. Um, but yeah, just, just staying true to, to the core of the brand. Um, but also being ready to, to pivot and, and try new stuff. So, yeah. Yeah. And is it part of the game plan to stick to that core demographic or that audience, or do you have plans to try and make new product that, um, falls in line with other demographics to really try and grow the brand? Right. Yeah. I mean, you don't want to go, you know, too broad yeah. necessarily, but, uh, yeah, I mean, I remember another thing from day one in, in the boot camp was, uh, you know, I wanted to do menswear and womenswear and, uh, they were like, Hey, let's stick to men's for now. You know, and we were all new to each other. So I was like, who are these guys? Yeah. You know, but they are, but they had 10 years plus experience. Yeah. Right. Uh, and so that's what I stuck with. So yeah, that's where I'm going to transition to or expand into with the brand, uh, is, is what I put down the runway the past three years. So from scratch, you know, cut and sew garments and, and just yeah. having, having fun with that tweaking, tweaking the silhouettes and pushing the boundaries. And, um, you know, it's, you just got to stay in your lane, right? I yeah. mean, you can, you can go to the trade shows and take cues and stuff, but they're they're more or less already in production they're just waiting on like quantities mm -hmm. order wise right so yeah I've, i'm super stoked on what i've put down the runway and and just make getting all those puzzle pieces together yeah. right as far as you know a budget and then reliable production and everything but yeah so that's a new avenue for the brand and uh just learning a bunch going, going through this pandemic and everything but um yeah i mean the again the arizona pocket tees are still doing really well so if, if that's if those are the means to try new stuff or yep. expanding or or finding good seamstresses that you can trust with the more intricate stuff yeah so yeah new products new you know i want to get back into more content and it's cool some of the emails i get these days right as far as like hey I'd, i've never done anything fashion right maybe yeah. maybe they're more like a landscape photographer or something and then, uh, you know, but if you're good, you're good. So some of my most, some of my favorite recent content has been from people that were new to, to my niche, right. Yeah. Just to my, right. my industry. Um, but yeah, always looking for, for new stuff. I've, I did U of A fashion week a couple of times. So that was cool. It was all student ran mm -hmm. and it was, uh, again, kind of full circle back to the, that, I don't know, not 24 because you're out of college, but just that younger. Yeah. We're yeah. not old by any means, but just, <laughs> you know, we're kind of enough time's gone by yeah. where even my brothers are out of college. Right. Mm -hmm. So that was cool to, to kind of tap back in like literally to that 20, that, that young, yeah. you know, maybe junior, senior kind of figuring it all out demo. Yep. So yep. yeah, a lot of, a lot of, a lot of wheels turning, but it's, it's fun. That's as long as you're having fun. That's yeah. that's the big piece. I mean, I mean, once you once you have it narrowed down on who you're really trying to speak to or who your audience is, it just helps with that content production because it's when you know who they are, it's easier to say to know how you want to communicate to them. Um, I mean, I love that you're producing ongoing content and stuff like that. I mean, how much has that played a part in in your overall growth? Is the just the ongoing content production and and showing people what's kind of behind the scenes and stuff. Yeah, absolutely. I, I, I'm heavy. I remember, uh, my, when my friend just, she's like, no, you gotta at least try Instagram stories. Right. Uh -huh. And I wasn't, I was no, I've never even been, uh, super consistent or heavy on Snapchat, but I'm like, uh, yeah. you know, but <laughs> anyway, so I'm super heavy on that. I love the behind the scenes. I like Instagram because, uh, as a, 
as someone who's inspired by all these uh, further along designers, right? Like it's cool to see the behind the scenes mm -hmm. content and the meetings and, you know, not necessarily what they had for lunch. Right. But like, yep. um, and just, just, just cool stuff. I'm still pretty active and inspired by, you know, let's say those four core principles of my brand. Um, we have it, we just happen to have an empty pool at my dad's house and they call it a permission pool. And so kids <laughs> will come skate and we've had a couple pro teams come through and that's cool. And, uh, yeah, we had a house party way back and I just got this huge, like six foot cumulative vinyl decal uh -huh. and we slapped it in there and, and that's still there. So, it, you know, these kids aren't necessarily wearing my shirts, um, probably cause they're full sponsored, but <laughs> you know, but the logos in there and it makes yeah. for some cool photos and, and just, just meeting people from, you know, that are just kind of passing through Tucson. But, uh, yeah, I love the behind the scenes and the sewing and, you know, I'm scaling now, but I, I still do, especially with the masks. I mean, I just, I had to, to make all that work. So yeah. yeah, it's just cool. Like I'm the, obviously the face of the brand, but I mean, I'm, I'm, I'll probably, I'm, I, I just take over Megan's apartment when I'm up here in Phoenix, <laughs> but yeah, I mean, I'll definitely be sewing, you know, a good chunk yeah. of the, the rest of the afternoon. So yeah, stuff like that and meetings and teasers and getting feedback and yep. running polls and yeah, it's a, uh, it's a handful, but again, I, I love it. It's, it's a blast. I think that really shows through and in, in what I'm, what I'm putting out, but uh, yeah, I love the behind the scenes content. I think it adds, you know, it tells more of a story and it brings more, yeah. more value and even to someone brand new it's like oh it's this kid's actually mm -hmm. actually selling and and just running the brand day yep. to day it's some of it's not that glorious or you know <laughs> or, uh sugar-coated you know yep. it's like no and I, I think people love the behind the scenes i mean it's uh said it all the time it's i think that's why like reality tv has grown in popularity so much people just like the behind the scenes and and really what it does is for a brand i mean it really humanizes it which that's uh, i think a growing trend of what people want they don't want to just buy from a brand but they want to to feel like they have a relationship with the brand and you, you really help do that not only with yourself but with the brand as well um and what a lot of businesses struggle with it's like everyone knows they need to produce content the hardest part is what do i produce so how do you kind of go about that trying to think through what what is that content production calendar look like or how, right. how do you go yeah i don't that? have it like all the way scheduled out on a calendar mm -hmm. necessarily but again coming out of feeding fashion week just getting used to putting out just a lot of content um so just just keeping that you know staying true to that but uh just just trying new stuff yeah. right I'm, I'm obviously a little heavier on the stories than the actual posts um not that i not that there's like any like this high criteria yeah. to like is it post worthy but yeah, just working with new people, like, like again, people that are new to fashion, new models, looking for unique looks, um, doing more of a, of a campaign, right? Yeah. Like, uh, and, and really being thoughtful about that, not just slapping a feel good or slapping, yeah. um, you know, I mean, we did the buy one, give one, which is awesome. And, and I've probably made probably coming up on 500 masks. Wow. So there's that, which is just been awesome obviously given everything we're dealing with just to keep everyone safer healthier mm -hmm. but also the the give back to uh i think the first hundred went to the tohono odom uh reservations and they got hit well i mean one of the hardest cool. spots in the nation um yeah stuff like that campaign you know the skateboarding um doing cool collabs with with non uh or non-fashion brands yeah. right or non product even necessarily so we did a we did a cool one yesterday it's with um i think it's rice's roots so it's uh 
how it's pronounced. So Roots in Spanish, they just yeah. changed the username. But, you know, they do bouquets and and they're heavy into plants and they just crush the, the farmer's market scene. I think their main one's in Gilbert. But just working with new people, right, and having yeah. fun with the custom fabric we've done. You know, we've, we've taken this is a photo of an agave that was uh, our friend took at the Desert Botanical Gardens up here. So just having fun with the custom fabric and working with, I mean, you name it, breweries, restaurants. Cool. I did, you know, TEDx Tucson. We've done... Uh, I'm sure we've done some like a bachelorette party in the mix, yeah. but um, yeah, I mean, if a product's working, might as well max it out and tweak oh, yeah. it. And oh, yeah. we've had screen printed stuff, you know, coming out of the pocket yeah. and, and all that stuff. But yeah, That's just cool. Just kind of applying that dynamic or principle to any everything I'm doing, right? Might as well not. I mean, never jam anything down anyone's throat, yeah. right? You don't want to be overpowering or overbearing, but yeah. I mean, yeah, just being super consistent. I think that's, that's one of the things I always preach. So, yeah, I mean, consistency is key. That's, uh, that's where a lot of business will start seeing huge uh, success is just being consistent, doing it in day in, day out. Um, and you've mentioned scaling a couple of times. We'd love to kind of get into that. Like, what does that, that mean to you? And have you been able to start that that process. Yeah, it was definitely long overdue. Um, just it's, I don't even know the number, but just to think back on how many I've made since, uh, let's call it 2014. Uh -huh. Right. And that's just one product. Uh, but yeah, we found some uh, seamstresses down in Tucson. Uh, Tucson's a little smaller, so you kind of know who's doing what and yeah. at what level as far as quality. So yeah, just figuring that out, right. Die cuts and then, and the next steps and, um, and it's obviously freed up time yeah. right so then i can focus on more of the the cut and sew the garments the you know the next steps for the brand or just doing anything else really like yeah. i mean this is this is a rad opportunity right yeah. it's, not, it's not locking up half my day but <laughs> you know i wasn't stuck at home sewing um so yeah we have some seamstresses down in tucson we've worked with some up here and so those are really great starting points you know moving forward as we get more in, into the you know more intricate stuff yeah um but yeah it's been cool in there i mean they're sewing top notch it's nice to be able to drop stuff off and then yeah you know, all right like see you in a week <laughs> uh but that's been cool because I, I when it was it was just me I, I obviously had a maximum you know like yeah. uh, let you know let's say a certain brand's minimum was 100 shirts it's like for me that was kind of at least in a week or, or a couple of days that was kind of like all right right <laughs> yeah. so now it's it's nice to be able to entertain these bigger orders and and fulfill them quickly yeah um, yeah, this has been a tricky past couple months, just places either being closed and, or not having a budget because they've been closed, right? Boutiques, whatever it is. So the turnaround times are better on custom fabric. So it's nice to be back in that groove of, yeah. you know, I picked up and dropped off two orders yesterday and, uh, you know, it was, it was the guys that do plants and the flower bouquets. And then the other one was a, a nicer salon down in Tucson. Mm -hmm. So just like, it's cool to have that signature product and, and, and have people value that as something like, Oh yeah. Like I would love to do a cumulative shirt. Yeah. Right. Like the example I've, I always see is like the, the guys that do branded bills. Mm -hmm. Like it's just, it's a, it's a cooler, um, I don't know. Just a, it's different yeah. obviously than embroidery, but it's cool. You can have fun with it. I don't know what their minimums are or anything, but, uh, I've met them. I I've met them and it's cool to see those guys scale too. Yeah. But, um, rolling with it. Yeah. <laughs> and what, what, at what point was it where you knew you'd, uh, needed to hire because it's uh it's tough because once you get to a certain point it's you try and do everything and you know if hiring someone's going to cut into margins which you might have to increase prices figure it all yeah. out but i mean what was that breaking point that finally made you realize like hey i need to i need to bring on help 
Uh, probably a year ago and still working. I mean, again, I was there, I was Phoenix fashion weeks designer for 2018, but I've worked with them, you know, going through all the trade shows and everything. Uh, yeah, just, just kind of funny how it all came together. We actually met or saw the lady in Vegas at this magic trade show. And so her and Brian Hill from fashion week, they knew each other just over the years. So kind of, kind of crazy that we came full circle and we Uh at least initiated the conversation in, you know, a different state technically, but yeah, it worked out. So we're, yeah, we're working with Nancy and her crew and, um, Again, it's, it's always weird kind of passing the torch. Like you want to, you know, it was, it was literally my baby. It was what I had built for, I call it five years. So obviously just making sure the quality's there and, and the turnarounds and the, you know, at what, what priority are you, you know, and working out margins and pricing and obviously the higher quantity, you're going to get a better price per, but again, just, just going for it. Same thing with the farmer's markets way back. I was confident enough in my sewing or my products to, to sew on spot and, and have fun at the farmer's markets and, yeah. and try to get some product on bodies. So yeah, same thing a year ago, just passing the torch, you know, they were happy to help and it was right. We're not making, they're, they're, they're not making a button down from scratch, right. It's, <laughs> yeah. it's more piecework. It's, yeah. it's a little simpler, but it was cool. You know, it was, it was another project for them and they, at the time, for whatever reason, we're looking for projects. So it just, it just made sense, but yeah, just getting the feelers out up in, up in Phoenix and, um, yeah, it was, it was probably two years overdue, but, uh, <laughs> I don't know, but, but in, you know, in those same two years, I kind of built everything yep. else up. Yeah. So you can't really, uh, hindsight it too much, yeah. you know, but, um, what does stoked. it feel, what does it feel like now knowing that, like you mentioned, you can hand, or drop something off knowing it'll get done. You're not the one having to do it. I mean, what does that feel like? And what have you done with the, the extra time? Um, yeah, it, it's, it's a good, it's a good feeling. Uh, you know, I'm still doing the custom stuff, like mm-hmm. the one-off stuff that'll come in on the website myself. Um, yeah, I've got a cool design your own option, which that's fun to see what people come up with combo wise. Uh, but yeah, that's been great. Um, just getting time back to, to tweak, uh, try new stuff, right. Yep. The masks just add a necessity, but also kept me busy, right. Yeah. For, since like March. Um, but yeah, take take new meetings and, and, and line up new projects, um, and focus more on, on building a team. That's probably, that's definitely a next step for me. Uh, and just, you know, really, really growing it. Um, trying to get more on the exponential side, right. Versus, (laughs) versus do, I don't know, maybe another 10% each year. It's like, we really want to, we really want to push 300, 400%. Yeah. 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 Um, and yeah, just, just lining, lining up stuff to, to really be ready, not if, but when I go, when I delve into releasing a full collection, right? So let's say, I don't know, eight tops, eight bottoms or something like that. So, yeah, I mean, they've been great. Their turnarounds, their turnarounds good. They, they're happy to help. And it's, you know, I always bring them cool new fabrics and combos and, and, uh, send them photos and and stuff after the fact of people wearing them, but cool. You know, I'm kind of, I'm kind of one of the, the hometown boys, right? Yeah. And, uh, so it's been, it's, it's cool to see what big commission projects they get, you know, they're doing simpler pleated masks, but I think they could, if they needed to, they can, you know, do a thousand, a thousand a day. So it's, wow. they've got some, uh, you know, a big space and a mm-hmm. cool operation going, but, uh, yeah, just, just having time to, uh, maybe at the very least, just keep it fun, right. Not yeah. get, not get burnt out. Um, so yeah, it's, it's been great long overdue, but I'm, I'm stoked to, to have that, uh, help and 
I, that's what I tell them every time. I'm like, yeah. I'm like, I can keep bringing you projects, you know? <laughs> and they're like, yeah, let's bring it keep on. It, keep it coming. Doesn't it feel good to see the business grow and move forward? And it doesn't take as much of your time to work in it. And then you can just work on it a bit more. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It was, it's always weird kind of passing that torch, but yeah. uh, yeah, it's cool. No, I'm, I'm proud to do it full time. And, and that was a big step. Um, yeah. It's been rad. Kind of crazy. Like I remember, uh, my friend Courtney Faye, I've known her since uh, kindergarten. And she said just over within the past five years, like whoever thought, you know, Q would be yeah. designing clothes. Right. We kind of, we grew up playing hockey and riding dirt bikes uh-huh. and, uh, always just rad to see how it all pans out. Um, I think I mentioned it, but my grandma taught me how to sew at mm-hmm. least, at least the basics and sent me out on my own, but that's another layer too, right. Making, making grandma proud, yeah. my grandparents proud and, and fashion's always been around, but just kind of sharing what I do and, and teaching them more about it. You know, I mm-hmm. think my, my grandpa's still, still figuring it out, right? <laughs> no better, no worse, no judgment, yeah. but, uh, you know, it's cool. Like getting, getting press and, and, yep. and getting print, uh, interviews and articles yeah. and stuff like that. So yeah, shout out, shout out to everyone who's been pushing me since day one. And, you know, the more you do, the more you win, the more you, uh, the bigger players that you work with, you know, it's going to give more credibility and validity yeah. to, to what you're doing. So yeah, it's, it's rad. I'm happy to have production and I'm like with the pocket tees, I'm going to obviously not max that out, but just really push it. You know, we're working on die cuts and just making things more efficient. And then from there, you're going to just get better prices. So kind of a long winded answer, but learning a bunch, happy yep. to pass the torch and they're happy for the work and, and they're proud of what I'm doing and who I'm working with. So it's really cool. But yeah, it's, it's nice to have some time. Um, but you know, still, still an entrepreneur at the end of the day. So not a whole lot of gray area. Yeah. Right. I mean, I still got to, you know, and everything, right. Just the grind behind it and, the, oh, yeah. uh, you know, if, if I'm not sending even a blind email, you know, like, Hey, my name's Quinn. I do this, that, and the other, I think we might be able to align. It's like, that's, that's black and white. Yep. Right. If yeah. you're not, if you're not getting the feelers out, that's... uh, yeah, as you have to be, you know, whatever that situation is, it's like, you don't even have, have the shots. So, yep. but yeah, just, just the grind running around to the fabric stores. And, uh, that's, that's another thing too, you know, building a team and just everything, making everything more efficient. So yeah. even, uh, uh, shipping everything, you know, like I'm always running errands, but there's got, there's gotta be, you know, better ways. So. Yeah. I always found to, to make it more efficient, but yeah, I bet, uh, grandma's definitely proud. Yeah. Seeing, uh, that the education taught you something and yeah. you're really running with it and turn yeah, it, it was, into a business. Yeah, it was cool. I mean, she, uh, you know, a couple stories here. She she's got one of the, an older machine that's built into a table mm-hmm. and, uh, so it can do, um, just heavier duty things. Yeah. But yeah, I mean, she's been working on that forever. Right. And it's just so used to it. So the literally my first machine, she didn't want to even take the time to learn something new. Not that she couldn't, right? yeah. but, uh, yeah. So she gave me that and kind of sent me out on my own, but you know, it's cool. And then, and then I feel like most all grandmas are humble, mm-hmm. you know? So she, she doesn't want, I mean, she taught me the basics and credit where it's due, but mm-hmm. she's like, no, no, no. Like you've taken it so much <laughs> further. And like, yeah. You know, um, so that's that. And then it was cool to connect with her on something that she had always grown up doing. Mm-hmm. You know, I think she told me her story was just, uh, she wanted to make not even better necessarily, but just different clothes for like her dolls. I think yeah. that was, that was her story. So yeah, it's cool. It was a lot of trial and error, even figuring out just a simple kind of upside down house shaped pocket. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, she taught me a tote bag and and all that stuff. So it's cool. And then back to my grandpa, like he, I think he's still piecing it all together even now, but 
at the very least, I kept coming back over to their house with more orders, yeah. right? Or, yeah. or, or a bigger pile of blanks and yep. we'll figure it out. So yeah, she's, she's proud and uh, I wish I could see him a little bit more now. Everyone's just trying to keep it lower key and, mm-hmm. and healthy. Yeah. But yeah, I'm always sending her links and I'll, I'll send her this and, yeah. and she'll be, she'll be stoked. You know? That's awesome. So, yeah. yeah. So, I mean, you've definitely been growing a lot. That's awesome to see. And I, I mean, now you're bringing on a team and building that team. I mean, you're, the sky's the limit. Yeah. Um, what does that future look like? I mean, the next three months, six months, 12 months, what does, uh, um, yeah, definitely pushing to get just more money on board, uh, just to be able to to scale at scale, if that makes sense. Um, (laughs) Scale to scaling. Yeah. And then working on a, working on a team, uh, one of the girls, Marcella, she was kind of friends with the fashion week crew, but, uh, she lived in at the time she lived in Vegas. So Mm -hmm. one of our other helpers who lives in Phoenix, Paula, they knew each other from college. So they just, uh, she stayed with her and anyway so she came she just wanted to check out the trade show you know yeah i think she might have been a merchandising major or something so super into the scene had never been to a trade show at least of that scale and uh we were able to get her in and and like kind of funny long story short we ended up getting rocked at my booth right so i was yeah. making complimentary shirts that was kind of the trade yeah. right like hey we'll give you a cool corner spot and all the press and affiliation and everything. And, and so I just sewed for like three days straight, <laughs> but yeah, so uh, we're trying to, we're full circle trying to make, um, line everything up to have her help. She's back in Tucson, which is where she's from. So like some of the stuff you just can't yeah. make up, you know, yeah. but, uh, yeah, so yeah, I would love to get a helper and, and, but also like bring a lot of value, right. Obviously in the content, but also just, just teaching her everything I know. And I'm sure I can learn a lot from her. You know, I, d- I didn't major oh, yeah. in any of this. Yeah. I uh, took a couple classes, but, um, you know, I want to bring value. I'm not going to make people, you know, go to the post office or check my email. Um, I mean, maybe, but, you know, I don't know. We just really want to learn and grow and push it. Um, so yeah, a little bit, a little bit more money, a team, or at least an intern, which is kind of, yeah. kind of cool. I haven't mentioned that, but I, uh, I had 1500 bucks to my name. This was summer. 2010 and shot out like 75 emails and ended up lining four unpaid internships within streetwear in LA. So it was, uh, two private label hat companies and two boutiques, literally who just whoever emailed back and it was all unpaid, but that's what got my feet wet. So again, another thing that I'm proud with is to go full circle right at Mm -hmm. almost 10 years later. And because I started out as an intern, um, to, just entertain yeah. the idea of, yeah. of having one of my own. So I, I think that's super rad, but, um, yeah, just scaling bigger and bigger orders. And and then once, once you can fulfill those on time and, and deliver, just kind of keeping that reputation up, mm-hmm. you know, and, and, uh, just affiliations, cool, cool yeah. collabs, cool campaigns, um, and make it super genuine, right? Mm-hmm. Not just slapping yeah. their logo on yeah. my thing or the, just, I don't know, telling a yeah, story. Getting creative fun. Around yeah. It. yeah. This is a the, real quick. This was one we're doing with uh Mezcal Carreño. So the, the Mezcal's up from obviously Oaxaca, but, uh, they're running it out of Phoenix or at least the distribution mm-hmm. kind of side of it now. Um, so it was cool. It was our own photo that we did some custom fabric with. And then for these shirts were, we, uh, we're planting an urban agave. So just uh, either a decorative agave either in tucson or phoenix they actually have a lot to do with um the bat population Mm -hmm. and however that works with the sonar or whatever they use to kind of navigate but kind of cool kind of like i'm learning about the spirit itself and the heritage it was a cool give back in the community kind of bridging these two cities um and they've won a lot of awards you know which is just part of it right you never want to 
No, they're crushing it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So just a cool project. Like uh, they, yeah, they brought some mezcal to a, a local first event downtown, and just kind of cool to see yeah. how it. Yeah, I don't know. And and I love the ideas and the the kind of creative stuff that people come to me with. You know, like, hey, could we do this? I'm like, yeah, <laughs> why not? Let's, let's so, try. It. Yeah, just having fun again. Really, really uh, putting out like just really complete mm-hmm. projects. You know. Yeah. So. Yeah. Yeah, no, that's, that's really cool. Um, I mean, and as we kind of wrap up, there's a lot of, I mean, there's a lot of people out there trying to create their own brands. I mean, uh, fashion is just a growing and growing thing and right. more and more people want to do it. So, I mean, someone that's out there thinking about it or just getting started, I mean, you, you obviously went through a program that taught you quite a bit. I mean, what, what are some pieces of, of advice you'd have for someone in the you know clothing industry that's trying to get started? Right. Um, yeah, you can, uh, again, like I mentioned earlier, you, you can just get a lot of feedback like really quick, you know? And so I, I think that's cool if, if you have the means to at least get like a sample made or something. That's, that's a pretty uh, straightforward starting point. Um, and, and then on top of that, I guess more umbrella, the, the three pieces of advice that I always try to stay true to and pass along are, you know, consistency, um, networking, mm-hmm. right? Those kind of, those kind of yeah. go go hand in hand and also just asking. Right. So, so maybe you can get a sample made, maybe you can't, but just at least mocking something up digitally yeah. and, and getting some feedback, asking for feedback, asking for advice, right. I'm, I'm still learning and there's some big player brands, you know, state 48 and those guys up here. And so yeah, asking for feedback, asking for advice, asking for a, a connect, yeah. um, asking for a meeting, Right. Yeah. You know, maybe do your research and, and be confident in where you're trying to go or, or what you're currently doing. And, uh, you know, again, hey, my name's Quinn. I, I make these Arizona pocket tees. Yeah. We might be able to align in this, that way or the other. Um, just got to ask. That, that's the big thing. You know, and you never know. And, uh, but it's cool. Some of the stories that come out of that, even if we don't collaborate on anything uh, ever or, yeah, or just yeah. at the very least stay on someone's radar, right. Yep. For uh, seven years down the road, who knows? Mm-hmm. But yeah, I would, I would, I would try to get a sample made and I'm always happy to help and, or send people any which way for embroidery or like, Oh, I do you have any like kind of edgy tattooed friends? I'm trying to do an yeah. alleyway shoot. You never know. Like yeah. I'm happy to just connect people, but yeah, that would be my name. My main thing. Just, just ask, you know, it's a little different at least right now with, you know, maybe not meeting up with someone at Starbucks, yeah. but yeah, trying to get on a, trying to learn stuff virtually. And uh, it's, it's been cool to see all the, all the bigger brands or bigger, um, schools, I guess, kind of, kind of pivot and, and how happy people are to share, uh, to kind of tie that up. I remember one of the first things they told us in the emerging designer curriculum was, um, and we were all so different cause we were a group of 15 and there was like a couture, uh, maybe ready to wear. And then we were streetwear, but no one's taking like anyone's, anyone else's piece of the pie. Yeah. That's, that's, that was a big hurdle. And, and so to, to your point, as far as, you know, fashion is, is definitely a saturated market. Most are, yeah. um, still got to go for it. Yeah. I mean, it, it, any industry you talk about, everyone, everyone says every industry is saturated. There's, I mean, there's just tons of people and right. tons of people doing stuff, but it's, if it's, something that you love and uh you know right. find how you can carve your your look your feel your brand your yeah. uh, who you're trying to reach and and yeah i agree um yeah just just gotta just gotta go for yeah. it yeah and just uh, another thing there's just like perspective you know it's just like 
yeah, you can't really argue if something's saturated or not. Like it <laughs> probably is, but, yeah. but, but what's your angle there though? Like, yeah. is that going to be an excuse or can you be like, oh, I maybe fill a niche, fill a void exactly. or, or at the very least, obviously put your spin on it and, and, and stay true to yourself. Um, yeah. And it's, it's been cool to follow some of my favorite brands who've been in it 10, 15 years. Right. And then the time doesn't even necessarily mean anything or guarantee anything, but just cool to see everyone's like different blueprint. Right. Yeah. And then, and then full circle and then go to these trade shows. And, and, you know, I met a couple of them back in August, you know, it's just like mm -hmm. cool to obviously shake a hand, obviously they're real yeah. people, but you know, you get it to a certain level where it's more corporate or you might not get an email back mm -hmm. from, you know, head honcho. Yeah. But, um, yeah, it's, it's cool how happy people are to share, you know, That's so cool. I, I like to keep that going and, and just kind of spitball and mm -hmm. bounce ideas around. And again, I think staying on people's radars is clutch, but yeah, I would just say go for it. You know, yeah. um, I'm happy to help. I know, you know, state 48 and those guys are happy to help. And that's just, those are just two players in mm -hmm. streetwear more yeah. or less. You yeah. Know? So yeah. Consistency, asking and networking. Uh, that's, that's what I would, that's yeah. what I always try to pass along. And if I ever get off, off, uh, off course or whatever, you mm -hmm. know, go back to the, to the core of my brand and then also just, just what's been working. Right. And just pivot and kind of evolve from there. So yeah, just go for it. Yeah, no, I, I love it. And Quinn, it's been, it's been fun. It's, it's, since we met two years ago, watching you grow, I mean, it's uh, hearing that you're, you know, building out that team. I mean, it's, uh, it's going to be fun to, to see what the next two years brings and, uh, who knows? Maybe we can uh, have a follow up and and catch up again and and just see where you're at. But I, I I'm excited. I mean, uh, you're gonna crush it. You're just uh, uh, yeah, yeah. you're just out there that. doing it. So, um, but I mean, if anyone wants to get a hold of you or or uh, check out some of your products, I mean, how can they they find you? And yeah, so again, uh, it's cumulative. Uh, just spelled cumulative, but with a Q because my name is Quinn. So yeah, Q M U L A T I V E. Uh, that's going to be the username uh, across all the platforms. The website is cumulativebrand.com. But again, I'm I'm happy to uh, happy to connect people mm -hmm. and, and give feedback and and be honest or or suggest something. Right? There's now a digital version through Phoenix Fashion Week, kind of out of necessity. But yeah, it's just cool to see like the yeah. next wave coming up, and it's also uh, not scary necessarily, but inspiring. You know, mm -hmm. it's just like a lot of other people gunning for it too. So yeah, please reach out. I'd love to engage with you guys and uh, and see what you're up to. Maybe we can collab and yeah. and uh, so yeah. Again, I, I appreciate this opportunity and I would love to follow up. I had someone tell me this over the years. Um, uh, you know, maybe the thing that really takes you to that next level, it's like, maybe you haven't even thought of that yet. That's maybe, always yeah. a weird, that's always yeah. a weird thing too. I mean, these are the means to a lot of what I've done, the Arizona pocket tees, but yeah, man, just, just kind of soaking it in and, and always jotting notes and kind of taking, taking <laughs> yeah. cues, but putting your yeah. spin on it. So again, yeah, please, please reach out. I'd love to engage with, uh, with everyone. Right. Yep and uh stay tuned for what, what i've got coming uh coming down the pipeline so again man thank you for this opportunity no thank you for coming in really appreciate it yeah